so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, I want to thank you for watching the show on YouTube, listening to the show on podcasts, wherever it is that you listen. I just want to say thanks for incorporating this into your daily routine. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars which I hope many of your fathers are enjoying. Many people have bought it, a signed copy from my website, johncorrales.com. And uh, I'm just really thankful that you guys have done that. I I really do appreciate that. You can still order it. It's on back order right now. But uh, you can order it once the books come in. Boom, they go right out. And I'll make sure that you get them as soon as possible. But uh, sign copies again for 30 bucks at johncorrales.com. Or if you just want to get a copy, you can get them anywhere. So, all right. Today's a mailbag episode and it's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And we're going to enjoy a lot of questions from people. I just put it out on Twitter real quick. I mentioned this last night, people sending me questions. And so here is a Fine selection. I think I got all of them. If I didn't, I'm sorry. But uh, starting with coaches, and then we've got a question about uh, a lot of questions about player movements, and then even nicknames. So let's start right away with Rita at Smiley Jogger on Twitter, who asks, How about Nate McMillan as a possible coach? He seems like a good fit for what the team needs. Is his contract with Atlanta only through the current season? Uh, Derek, uh, Derek Costa, 1920 asks now that Rick Carlisle is available. Can you see Brad going all in on him? Or do you think he will still be keen on hiring an African-American voice as their next coach? So let's answer both of these questions at the same time. Nate McMillian, I do not expect to be available. He's having a wonderful run with the Atlanta Hawks. That's working. They will probably want him to stay. I understand why people would say, Hey, yeah, let's, Let's bring him in. Right now, he's an interim head coach, and he can, unless they come to an agreement, uh, he can go anywhere he wants. But look, you just took a team into the semifinals, maybe the conference finals, maybe beyond. But (laughs) I would say that why would he go anywhere? Why would the Hawks let him go anywhere? This works. The players clearly are responding to him get him a long-term contract in Atlanta. Rick Carlisle is an interesting guy, former player, former Celtic, won a couple of titles alongside Larry Bird. Uh, If Danny Ainge were still in charge and Brad Stevens had decided to go elsewhere, I might say, 
yeah, because they were teammates and, and that might be a direction that he goes. I do still think that this is a very important hire for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I think those are two guys that are going to have a big voice, as I mentioned in the last podcast. And I do think that, now look, I don't think it has to be a black head coach, uh, but I do think that's pretty high up in their list of uh, list of requirements, right? I think this is important to your two stars. And look, you want the right coach, right? The, and, and the right coach is different for Boston than it is for Dallas, than it is for Portland, than it is for Orlando. Different, different teams, different requirements. They're all going to hire probably pretty good head coaches because even the ones who get fired are still probably really good. You don't get up to this level if you're not. But for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I think adding a black voice to the coaching staff is important to them. I think it's especially important to Jalen Brown. And I think this is something that the team is going to listen to them about. And if I'm guessing, I'm just guessing that I think that if I, if I can read Jalen Brown, right, I think he might prefer to add a new voice to the league's coaching ranks. Once you're in, you're in, right? So like Luke Walton was in as soon as he took over in Golden State when Steve Kerr had those those back issues and he immediately goes like he gets the Lakers job, then he gets the Kings job. Like he's in the mix, right? So once you're in, you're in. So I, I've been thinking about who I think the, the Celtics might go with. And right now I'm kind of leaning towards Ime Odoka, who defensive-minded appeals to Brad Stevens, right? Defensive-minded coach. He has uh, a history. He, can't, he comes from the Spurs family tree. He is coaching the Brooklyn Nets, uh, or assistant coach with the Brooklyn Nets. He's responsible for their defense. Their defense has generally been a lot better. So you think of the Brooklyn Nets' this playoff run, aside from Kevin Durant being like, holy wow, uh, you think, wow, that defense has actually stepped up. That's, that's you know, Emi Odoka's fingerprints are all over that. So that's impressive. Uh, he has, and one of the things that really, really makes me lean towards him in San Antonio, he has seen stars and he's seen how a coach accommodates those stars in, in Brooklyn. He has seen stars, superstars, megastars. And how does Steve Nash work with them? He's learning these little bits about these superstars in the league. He's been surrounded by them. I like that exposure to the stardom. So short of Carol Lawson, who I think is still going to be a great hire, I'm leaning towards Ime Odoka at the moment. So that's where I think the coaching search is going to be. At 36, at 36 com, will Brad be bold or will he tinker? Which do you prefer based on last year's team? And I'll add to that at Bailey Tonkinson. Do you think it's at all likely that Brad will make a trade for a star using or not using Jalen Brown this offseason, like Beal, Simmons, Dame, etc.? So in the in the mold of will he be bold or will he tinker? I think at first it's going to be more tinkering because I don't think Damian Lillard is available. I don't think that bold move is available right away. But he'll tinker with the bold move in mind. Look, he's worked for Danny Ainge. For a long time, he has seen Danny Ainge take swings. He's seen Danny Ainge go big move. 
small move, tinkering move, not tinkering. So he has experienced a lot. Which way does he go? Well, right now, what are his options? We've got Kemba as a trade chip. Jalen Brown, I guess, is a trade chip, but I don't see why people, and I'm not saying that Bailey is suggesting that he that he wants Jalen Brown out, but people have been very, like, I don't want to say eager either, but Jalen Brown <laughs> suggestions have come up a lot, and I don't know why. I feel like people have forgotten that Jalen Brown is pretty damn good. <laughs> Jalen Brown is a really good basketball player. Uh, I don't think he's going to move Jalen Brown just yet. I'm not saying he'll never move Jalen, but if you move Jalen Brown, yeah, you're going for that monster like mega deal. And I don't, I don't know if I even moved Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal necessarily, um, unless you you think getting Jalen over to you know and get, getting Jalen uh, for for Beal. If you think Beal keeps Tatum around and keeping those two guys as your one-two with the supporting cast helps you win, then then great. I, I don't know. Like Bradley Beal is better than Jalen Brown. He's a he's a much better scorer. Jalen's a better defender. Uh, but Bradley Beal's not he, he's not as bad as he's shown sometimes. I think with some motivation, he can be a pretty good defender. Uh, but Jalen's a better defender. Um, so Bradley Beal is better, but it's not like, you know, here to here. It's it's like, you know, small. Like it's 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 a he's he's a little better. Like Bradley Beal's a third team all NBA guy this year. I think a healthy Jalen Brown has a threat to be a third team all NBA guy. So I'm not I'm not making that lateral move. It's 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 a minor it's a small upgrade. It's not as big an upgrade as some people might want to. So to answer both questions, tinker for now, keep the big deal in mind, and keep an eye out for the potential free agency signals down the road. I mean, we just talked about Rick Carlisle. Just keep a close eye on that Dallas situation. Let's just see if Luca is still pissed off after the next year, if this next coach kind of like fizzles, just keep an eye over the next year or two and see if there's a, a way to swoop in and get Luca type of thing. So that that's where I'm at right now. Don't 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 go too crazy. I don't think there's going to be any superstar available now. Maybe this maybe at the trade deadline there is. Maybe next summer there is, uh, or then you try to make a splash. And there's a free agency question coming up uh, later on, but. Up next, uh, a whole whole bunch of player questions. So I'll do that after I tell you about rockauto.com because rockauto.com is the place to go for seriously anything your car needs. No matter if you've got one of those clunkers, if you've got a brand new like $50,000 car, doesn't matter what it is, old, new, complicated, not complicated. You want a piece for your engine or you want like a new carpet or new wipers. Seriously, I just looked for new wipers on rockauto.com it the list was just massive you have all sorts of options for anything you want and you're going to save money because they have uh you don't have to go to one of those brick and mortar stores and they charge you whatever it is sometimes they 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 charge do-it-yourselfers more than professionals sometimes they charge you based on what the market will bear no rockauto.com is going to keep you give you a nice low price. You're going to save time because you don't have to drive to one of these places. You're going to save money because you're going to get to pick which one of these things that you want to get. 
versus them giving you whatever they have in a very limited selection, rockauto.com has you covered. Family business that's been doing this for 20 years, so you know you can trust them. Go to rockauto.com right now. Cruise through it. Look for, look for that thing that you've been meaning to get for your car. I'm willing to bet that you're going to go buy it. And when you do, write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? They have a box at checkout. How did you hear about us? Just go right locked on in there. That's the only way that they'll know that you went because of us. And that's how they know that this worked. So please do that. It's an amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our coverage of the NBA playoffs is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this postseason. And congrats to the... Uh, Milwaukee Bucks for extending their series. Giannis Antetokounmpo went off, and the Bucks did a lot of the stuff they didn't do when the Brooklyn Nets were trying to make a run. They settled down. They actually scored the ball. Chris Middleton was a monster. Uh, great job by the Milwaukee Bucks extending that to seven games. We'll see how that goes uh, moving forward. So, Bucks still alive. Nets on the verge. Could be out after this. Moving on in the mailbag, J-Town asks, how do you think Ricky Rubio will fit with the J? would fit with the Jays? He would have to be part of a Kemba trade somehow. But he's on an expiring, and I don't think he fits with Minnesota long-term. Uh, similarly, uh, Cam asks, do you think Lonzo is the best type of point guard to have around the Jays? And Javi Gata says, thoughts on Ben Simmons as a target. Could he be acquired? Would he? These are the point guard questions. And so I'm out on Ricky Rubio. I, I, I don't think that he works. And I, I'm going to keep answering this as I look up his, his salary. But I don't think that history shows us that getting Ricky Rubio is meaningful at all. Yes, he can make passes. Yes, you know, he can, he's not really going to hit some shots. But, you know, occasionally uh, he'll play a little defense. It's, it's just not worth the um it's not worth it uh the the numbers i think historically have shown that ricky rubio is a net negative on any team that he goes to so he makes 17.8 million next season which means yes it has to be a kemba trade that's the only way unless for some reason they decide that they want evan fournier maybe i don't see it doesn't fit but hey Minnesota's done stupid things before, but I just don't see it happening. And frankly, I don't, I don't really want it to happen. Lonzo is more of a fit. However, it's impossible to get Lonzo. You have to get him via sign and trade and you can't, they're, they're not going to sign and trade for somebody because that hard caps them. And, and they're going to be so close to the hard cap line. You can't, you can't risk being hard capped because, and, and I don't know if people quite understand the hard cap. When I say hard cap, that's a number about $4 million or so above the luxury tax line. They cannot cross that. If you receive someone via sign and trade, if you give somebody the full mid-level exception, you cannot, there's no exception in the world. There's nothing that allows 
the Celtics or any team to spend any money above that. That's it. You're done. If everybody gets hurt, forget it. Tough. You can't sign somebody. You can't sign a 10-day contract. Nothing, nobody, nothing. Now, you can go above that that line. It's called the apron in, in NBA language. If you hear people talk about the apron, that's the line. That's what teams are hard capped at. You can go above the apron if you're not hard capped. So that's not a line that hard caps everybody. It's only if you're you acquire somebody via a sign and trade or you give somebody your full mid-level. So Lonzo, you have to get him via sign and trade. He make he's gonna want too much money and he's gonna certainly not be worth 5.9 million or something like that. There's a roundabout way to get him if he goes to a new team, signs with a new team, and then at the trade deadline, you know, it for some reason doesn't work. Then there's an opportunity to get him because you're just trading for him. But that doesn't make uh, that that so infrequently happens, rarely happens. But Lonzo, as a type, tall, defends can pass in transition, can hit a shot now. That that's great, but the problem with Lonzo is he's not a he's not a good half-court point guard right now. He can maybe develop into one and maybe it's worth the shot, but he's not a half-court point guard. He's a transition point guard. He's he's more Ben Simmons if Ben Simmons would take and make threes. So, that's kind of not quite the defender, but transition point guard, not a half-court point but he can certainly look defend and all of that and hit the threes and you figure it out in in the half court Lonzo Lonzo might be one of the better fits with these guys you just use him as a screener and a cutter um and and that could work but uh i it, it's almost there there aren't a lot of guys like that out there and it's not worth spending much more time on Lonzo because he's they're not going to get him but who knows, maybe down the line, year from now, two years from now, who knows. Ben Simmons is a target. Look, if Philly loses to Atlanta, Simmons is as good as gone. And I was listening to Zach Lowe talk to Spike Eskin of Rights to Ricky Sanchez, and they basically are like, yeah, you, you kind of got to get him out of there when when if, if they lose. If they lose to the Atlanta Hawks and just fall apart, uh, you got to find a trade, but the trade for Ben Simmons is higher than Kemba Walker, but certainly below All Star. You know, the first name they were they were starting to throw out names, and the first name that popped into my my mind was C.J. McCollum, and McCollum is the first name that Zach Lowe said. So that's the type of player. So Kemba is sort of in that mold, but. Philly too too fragile for Philly at this point. They they need a little bit more. I can see Simmons for McCollum happening before I can see anything with Kemba Walker. And frankly, why would Philly trade with Boston? That that wouldn't make much sense. He could come in and do like just do what he does and and probably fit fairly well. But I don't know. I unless unless he was really willing to accept some coaching. And and understand like, hey, maybe maybe switch to your right hand, or at least if you're gonna shoot lefty, do other things on offense besides stand around. Like that, you got to be more than just get out into transition. Elite defender, but 
you kind of want more than that at this point. Uh, Cole asks, any thoughts on Kyle Anderson as a TPE target? He had a great year in Memphis and beyond the last year of his contract. He thrived playing the four in Memphis while JJJ was out uh, with him back. And uh, slow-mo's impending free agency. I could see them looking to move him. So I don't know that they are going to look to move him. So um, you have, I'm just trying to think of, they, they can get rid of Justice Winslow, maybe find a, a, a taker for Dylan Brooks, but he makes too much, if, if you were thinking about that, for, for a Celtics. Kyle Anderson does fit. He's making 9.9. But they might want to get somebody for, for him. I mean, Jaron Jackson's coming back. You got John Morant. What are they doing with Brandon Clark? Like, I might ask them about Brandon Clark. Like, what are you doing there? But Kyle Anderson has had a, a great season. He averaged a career high, 12 and a half points. He shot 36% from three, which is the second best mark of his career. His, uh, let's see, his effective field goal percentage was close to a career high. Uh, he, shot, he shot well. He plays well. I mean, I, I like him as a, as a forward uh, in this. Like, I, I just think he's a good, solid guy. I don't see why they would want to move him. And certainly in a TPE situation, like they might, they might want to take somebody back in, in that. And maybe the Celtics just acquire him and send back. I don't think Carson Edwards will do the trick. Kelly Anderson is useful. I think he's good. Um, I don't think they're just going to give him away for nothing. And I don't think the Celtics want to give up draft picks. But if, if there is an opportunity to get Kyle Anderson – then um, sure, depending on the cost, I think he's, he's a good player and he, he can certainly help. Finally, before we take a break from Ivaldus Zilonis, how do you feel about Sabonis, Turner, Valanchunas in a trade to Boston? So sticking with Memphis, they're, they're not trading Valanchunas. Like he's, he's been very good for them. That's, that's not going to happen. They're, they're, they're wor- that works there. They're not going to do anything. Uh, Sabonis, no. He's committed to the Pacers are committed to him. Turner is going to be the guy. And I just, I'm out on Turner. I, I was out on Turner before. I don't think he, like he does good things defensively. I think, I don't think people understand his limitations offensively. I don't think that people understand that he's, he's not worth the 18 million. It's it's and and to get him, even if, even if he was sort of worth it, you're not trading players. I'm not trading any players that the Celtics have for Miles Turner. Uh, and you, you you can try to trade Kemba there, but they wouldn't. Why would they want to take Kemba? They're in a they're an expensive team as it is anyway. So Turner might be out in Indy. I can see that. I don't see Turner coming to. I don't think any of the Indy guys, and certainly not Valanciunas. Sorry, Valanciunas would be great, but I think he works in Memphis. He brings a tough a toughness to them that they need. Uh, I I don't. Memphis is looking for shooting. Uh, they you can. This is the only way I could justify the Kyle Anderson thing. If you can find a way to send them shooting, if they might be intrigued in Carson Edwards, but I don't. I don't think Memphis is a target. All right. Up next, free agency talk. More salary cap stuff and nickname stuff. Nicknames. 
Coming up next on the Locked On Celtics podcast, Built Bar has banana nut bread back for a limited time. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you'll see all of their regular flavors, but, you know, like the, the stuff that I've been telling you about, the coconut almond and cherry and raspberry, mint brownie and salted caramel and all of those those standard ones that are great. Every once in a while, you got to go to BuiltBar.com to find out what, which one is dropping. Banana Nut Bread, a special flavor, drops. You go to Banana Nut Bread, and you can see that it has 160 calories. It has, uh, a, it has what, um, low sodium, uh, high fiber, five grams of sugars. Like it's it's an amazingly uh, the the nutrition value is is great. Uh, now, if you've got a nut allergy, you don't have to get this one. But if you're on a keto diet, you can. It's all there on on BuiltBar.com. Just go click on it. It'll tell you which ones you, you know, how you want to compare these. And you'll see all the special flavors and all the other special offers and all the other things that they give away. They've got tons of, tons of great, uh, great flavors. So I love them. I get to order one. I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave this up now because when I'm done here, I'm going to go back and, and stock up because I ran out. I'm going to use the promo code LOCKED15 because that's going to get me 15% off. You should use LOCKED15 every time you go to BuiltBar.com because that will get you 15% off the best tasting protein bar on the market. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. Let's keep rolling through the mailbag questions. Ben Anderson asks, there are a lot of free agents in 22-23, assuming Kemba is gone by then. Who do you think the, the Celtics have a realistic shot at getting in that free agency but besides Bradley Beal? So, my, I know you said realistic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. I got two answers. I got a real answer and a fantasy real answer. Nikola Jokic is a free agent that year. Denver is, look, they're, they were bounced this, this year. Next year, now Jokic isn't playing in the Olympics, so he'll be rested for next year, but Jamal Murray's going to take a little while to come back. If they don't make it next year, and if they give Mike Malone, Michael Malone, one more year, or if they fire him, that could piss him off because he likes Michael Malone. And if they bring somebody in that he doesn't like or they fire him the year before he's a free agent, if they do something silly like that, then I can see a, a possibility of Jokic becoming a free agent. Can the Celtics get him? I don't know, but they're going to be a young team with the cap space, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. This is going to be a hell of a team to put around Jokic Tatum, two MVP candidates right there. Jalen Brown. So that's my fantasy kind of like, maybe, maybe, maybe. My more realistic target right now might be Christian Wood because Houston's a mess. Tillman Fertitta is like, I don't know, I feel like he's broke. He's running that team on a shoestring. A couple more years. I don't think they're going to be out of this in a couple more years. I can see dysfunction, 100% dysfunction in Houston. I think Christian Wood is going to be somebody who is going to be 
pretty available in that summer. And I think that's going to be a guy. Is he one of the, uh, the, the top guys in that class? Kind of depends on how some of these extensions go at that point. Jeremy Grant would be a name. Embiid is going to be there. Uh, Jimmy Butler, but I don't know that any of these guys really like Harden, LeBron, like LeBron's going to stay in LA. Like those, there are some really big names. Uh, Zion will, will potentially be a, actually he'll, he'll be, no, that's two years from now. He, I think he's going to accept his, his qualifying offer and then push it off a year. Uh, I think that Christian Wood is probably the most realistic, um, trade target out there for the, I mean, uh, free agent target for the Celtics in 22-23. Uh, let's keep going with Claudine, who I answered a Claudine question yesterday in the podcast, but she has a follow-up. You mentioned that they can free up cap space by renouncing players' rights. How much would the C's get if they renounced Shemi, Grant, Carson, Jabari, Cornette, Taco? If that's $10 million, can we go get a $10 million player? Um Assume I get the minimum spots for uh, the minimums for go spots, but can you just functional functionally can it work? Okay, so it's important to note that the Celtics cannot renounce players who are under contract. So Grant Williams is under contract for next season, and as is Carson Edwards. You can't just say, "Up, oh, we renounce you." If you cut Grant Williams, if you cut Carson Edwards, if you cut any player, you owe them the money that is guaranteed remaining on their contract. So Grant next season makes 2.6. The following season is non-guaranteed. The Celtics can guarantee it at 4.3. That's a standard rookie contract. Carson Edwards is at 1.7 next year. If they cut him, just flat out cut him, they can't renounce him. They owe him the $1.7 million. And that money stays on the, on the cap sheet. They can do a thing called wave and stretch. So when you wave a guy and you stretch him, you get twice the remaining years plus one. So one year left on Carson Edwards, you can stretch that over twice the remaining years, which is two plus one, which is three. So you have the current year, the the next year, and the year after that. So I didn't do the math, but take $1.7 million, $1.8 million, and divide it by three. That's what, $600,000 basically. And $600,000 is on the books, which is much, much less than 1.8, but it's on the books for the next three years. This year, next year, and the year. So that's that's a little cap minutia there. So the Celtics can renounce this summer Shemi Ojale, and that would open up, uh, a, I don't know, what's his cap hold? But it doesn't matter. Um that that automatically frees up the 1.75 that he's made. Uh, who else is there? They can waive Jabari Parker, who has a non-guaranteed salary, 2.3, essentially, $100,000 of that is guaranteed. So you save 2.1. Uh, so that opens up three, but it doesn't even matter. You, you, can, you can renounce Cornette. You can't renounce Taco because he was a two-way player. That actually doesn't count. Taco's numbers don't count in any of these, these salary uh, calculations. So the most you can get is, what was it, 
five, six, six-ish, six and a half, um, whatever that number is. But you got to remember that the Celtics are pretty much close to the tax. And however they they work out the Kemba Walker situation and the Evan Fournier situation, that doesn't allow them to go sign players. Like when you're over the cap, you're over the cap. And when you when you clear out salary, say they cleared out $10 million of salary, that doesn't mean that $10 million can go to other players. That just comes off the top. And so the Celtics are over the cap, and they, they are committed to 130 at this point, $132 million next season. You can, you can bring it down to 122 theoretically, in certain ways, but that doesn't get you down to the cap. That just reduces the overall number. So it's hard, I think, because people say, hey, we just gave up a, you know, a $5 million player left, a $10 million player. In some instances, depending on what your cap situation is, yeah, that frees up $10 million. But when you're so far over the cap that you're close to the tax line, that just gets you lower, further away from the tax line, or it reduces their tax bill. But that that is not going to get them a $10 million player. Clearing out that space just reduces the overall number. So think of it as a pile of money. There's a line where the pile of money, it's like, here's the cap. You got a pile, it goes up here, and now here's a salary cap. And you keep going up, and now here's the luxury tax. You keep going up here, now here's the apron. Those are your, your bench point, benchmarks. When you cut salary, you're just bringing it down. You're not Jenga pulling things out. You're bringing it up. You're, you're just taking it off the top. So you're just bringing it down. So you clear 10, you still got to bring it down to, you know, you got to clear 20 more. You got to just keep bringing that, that mountain of money further down. So... Hopefully that explains things. Rita wants to know, I'm curious if Taco studies or communicates with Boban as a role model. It was interesting to see Boban start and get minutes during the playoffs. Is there any sign that Taco is progressing to contribute like Boban did? I don't know what they've talked. Um, I remember going to Dallas and it was brought up and Taco, if I recall correctly, didn't make it seem like they were like talking. I don't think that there's a, over seven foot five club that they belong to. And um, I understand, like, I think Boban is like taco ceiling, but I don't think that taco looks to Boban and says, Oh, okay, here's a guy that I can be like, I think taco has been trying to progress and be not to sound cliche, but the best that he can be and not to be the best, like, like whatever Boban is. I mean, frankly, I don't know if there's much to study with Boban. Boban's just a big dude. And, you know, he, he has more fluid movement right now than Taco. He is a little bit more athletic than Taco. And so I think Taco's a little ways away. But um, I do think that Taco can, over time, progress into something a little bit like, uh, you know, a little bit like Boban, who can give some solid minutes off the bench. He's just, he's, he's slow uh, in a lot of things that he's trying to do. And I think just some minutes, some G League minutes, uh, some reps, something to get him just moving better, getting you know getting his hips moving better, firing off of those hips and moving side to side quicker. Those kinds of things. Like I, I would, if if I was one of those weird online uh, basketball trainers, I would tell Taco, 
never, ever, ever walk in a straight line ever again this summer. Just everything is side to sides. Sidestep your way down the hall to the bathroom. Sidestep your way. Get those hips going so you can push off and be explosive. And, you know, maybe take like a karate class or a ballet class or something to get that coordination, you know, moving. I don't know if anybody's laughing at this, but I've taken karate. Like, I understand, like, the, the, um, how much more nimble it makes you. You, you, you understand your body better. You move better. Like, let's get Taco into a karate class. Also, can you imagine Taco as a karate expert? Holy crap. But he's not, he's not close, but I can see it. Um, and I don't think he's going to be with Boston next year, so hopefully he continues to learn and grow because he's a good guy, and I hope that he can uh, figure it out. Finally, Anthony Cintron asks, all superstars have cool nicknames. Why doesn't Tatum have one yet? And what is your all-time favorite nickname for Boston athletes? Now, Boston athletes, um, well, let's start with this. Tatum doesn't have one because no one gave him one yet. And he's not going to give one to himself, and people shouldn't give themselves nicknames. But I, you know, I think that I'm going to push back on the all superstars have cool nicknames thing. Because I don't think that they do. LeBron is LeBron. What's his nickname? It's just LeBron. Kevin Durant does not like to be called the Slim Reaper. So that's a kind of cool nickname. But no one, no one on TV calls, oh, the Slim Reaper. Like, eh. Mm. You know, I think that, I don't know. Tatum doesn't have one yet because he hasn't earned one. There's, he's going to do something. Like, Paul Pierce has the truth. And... That's because Shaq, when he played against Paul, said, let me tell you guys something. Write this down. Paul Pierce is the truth. He added some other language in there, I think. But like he said, Paul Pierce is the truth. And then, boom, that's when Pierce became the truth. Uh, My all-time favorite nicknames for Boston Celtics, I might go with the Chief, Robert Parrish. That's that's a great nickname because it's named after – uh, the stoic character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Cuckoo's Nest, the chief. And so he became known as Chief. Like, he, that was an actual nickname that, like, Larry had Larry Legend, but no one called him Larry Legend on a regular basis. They called Robert Parrish Chief all the damn time. That's an awesome one. Um, another one that I just like because it's just hilarious is Tommy Heinsohn being called Tommy Gun because he just shot so much. It's hilarious. Um, other Boston athletes, um, I kind of love Big Poppy. Big Poppy is like that's people refer to him as Big Poppy all the time. That's the sign of a great nickname, right? If people don't even use your name anymore, like, hey, Poppy, like that's they don't. If you scream Poppy in Boston, people will look around and be like, is David Ortiz here? Great nickname. So Tatum might earn one, but somebody's gonna have to give it to him. So I don't have one for him. Hope you've all enjoyed the show. Thank you for all of the questions. Hope you've enjoyed the answers. Hope they made sense. Uh, For those of you watching on the YouTube, this is where I beg you to subscribe and like and rate and all of that stuff. Please. (laughs) Trying to build up this network. Uh, It's been great on the YouTube page. Thank you very much. I try to get to everybody in the comments. Uh, So if I haven't yet, I will try to. Uh, and all everybody listening on the podcast. Obviously, this is a podcast first. It's been a podcast for years. And some of you have been listening for all that time. Thank you so much. 
please rate and review. Give the show five stars wherever you can. Uh, that's important. That's how people know that the show is good and that they should be listening. And of course, whenever you get the opportunity, I'd really appreciate it if you shared the podcast and told your friends that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.